0: What is up, beautiful people? This is Ashley Campbell with Daily Encouragement. How the heck are you guys? By the time you hear this episode, it is going to be June 16th. That is amazing how fast this year has gone, you guys. I'm still kind of tripping about that. It'll already be almost a year that we moved already in August. I'm just like, wow, time is flying. Um, you guys, today we're gonna be talking about the biggest revelation that I had in July of 2020. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. Right now, I've been sharing with everybody the biggest revelations that I've had in 2020. It's called Revelation Revamp, and um, I also did that back in 2019. There is 170 plus episodes on this podcast. There's so much content, you guys. I did a live coaching series back in January 2020. You guys, let me tell you something. The heart of me doing this, okay, is to teach people to walk in their authority and their purpose through establishing their identity, right? Your identity is what gives you the authority to live out the life that you wanna live out, right? The dreams, the visions, the plans that God has put in you. That all comes from the identity that's within you. You have to be able to uncover that though. And so back in January, 2020, I did a life coaching series, walking you guys through the process that I went through to establish my identity on on my character and my values all rooted through love and the grace of god and i shared with you guys the different barriers that i had in my life that was getting in the way of that as well as the process that i went through to establish who i was and i think that is so important if you guys are not living from within on the basis of you know who you are you're gonna let everybody else control your life everyone else will be in control of your life except for you So if you don't know who you are, someone else is going to to determine that for you. And so I think it's so important that you guys walk yourselves through that process. If you are indeed struggling, I was a Christian for almost 10 years and I was the biggest slave. That is oxymoron. Christians are supposed to be the freest people on the planet. Why is that? Well, what did God intend in the very beginning? That man would rule and subdue as he does. That we would learn from him. That we would be under him. He would be our provider. He would be our instructor. He would give us everything we needed to do the task that he created us to do. It's just like when we have children. We do not expect our children to just raise themselves and throw them out there. Though that's kind of where we're at, but that's another podcast. That could be another rant for some other time, right? I mean, come on, let's talk about the foundation of the home, but we're not going to get into that right now. Anyway, God had a certain way he intended things to be. We were supposed to learn from him, be instructed by him, so we can rule and subdue. You can't rule and subdue if you have not been taught, especially if you're a creative thing, (laughs) right? So anyway, that's the heart of me doing this. I want to teach people to establish their identity through their character and their values, rooted in the love and the grace of God, getting out from underneath the judgment of themselves from other people, right? So if you're new, welcome. There's so much content on here, you guys. I really, truly believe it will change your life, 100%. It has changed mine. I'm only sharing from my experience. That's the only evidence I have is my own life, right? That's my authority, is my own life, my own experiences. I know where I was, I know where I'm at now. And I want to see you guys be free 100% in your life. Okay. If you struggle like I have with worrying about what people think about you, right? Struggling with, you know, walking and doing your own thing because you don't want to be judged by other people, making your own free choices in that way. Um, codependency anybody know what that is? Have you ever struggled with that? Um, like I said, blame, shame, condemnation, judgment. I talk about all this stuff on the podcast. You guys will so be sure to go back and check it out. So, anyway, Revelation revamp, baby. Here we are, July, 2020. The biggest revelation I had was your words become flesh. Hmm, what does that mean, right? Oh man, it's actually pretty powerful. But uh, I'm gonna walk you guys through my thought process that I had this morning. I was going through my notes and I just wrote some things down. So it kind of feels like it's all over the place. But these are, I guess you can look at it as principles, okay? What's a principle? Principle. It's an essential quality. It's an established mode of action. Let me tell you guys, there are certain established modes of action that you have to implement in your life to get a certain result, period. There's no other way around it. Oh, what's your example, Ashley? Okay. Number one, if you want to get out of debt and have no debt, you cannot spend more than you make. I don't care what they tell you, right? You guys ever went in for like a home loan and they tell you, I think the first time me and my husband went in to try to get a home loan. Right. And we, we finally were able to get one. You guys took us a long time through that process, but anyway, so we finally got a home loan. They were going to approve us. I think it was for $250,000 for a home loan. Okay. Now being the amount of people that my husband supports on one income, and I think at the time it was seven, and the amount of money he was making, that would have absolutely killed us. Because we we weren't getting food stamps or anything at the time. You know, there was a season of life that we did, but we weren't getting any food stamps. I'm trying to remember about how much he was making um, every month. Ooh, gosh, you guys, that was five, seven. That was like seven years ago, honestly. It's crazy to think it's been that long, but anyway. Anyway, they approved us for this big loan and it was absolutely insane. And I mean my husband sat down and did numbers. I said, like, babe, you realize that if we do this, we're not going to have, we're not going to have anything. You're going to have to basically, you're to have to ride your bike to work because this house was right down the street from his work. He, we, he wouldn't have been able to afford gas. We would have had to cut the internet. We basically would have been living off of, you know, Top Ramen, which, hey, we've done that before. Ha! You yeah, guys talked to my husband. I think I shared with you, there was a season when the economy crashed back in 2009. You all remember that? And... You know, my husband's been in construction his whole life. You know, he's he's very he's a builder. He's a he's very skilled. You know, he's he's like a must, a, a master puzzle guy. He can look at something, what the physical nature of it. He sees how it's all connected and he he can spot the problem. It's 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 very amazing to me. That man is amazing in his mind like how he does that. My brain doesn't operate that way. I, I, I'm I kind of the opposite. I'm a little bit deeper, but more kind of intellectual in that way. But as far as like physical problems with repairing things or that kind of stuff, uh, I'm not very good at it. So shout out to any guys out there, even women, you know, but especially uh, my brothers out there who, you know, are in the, the blue collar industry. Thank God for you. Okay. This world would not be going around without you guys building everything and fixing everything and all the you know, infrastructures and the buildings and the technology that you guys deal with, amazing. So anyway, where was I at, you guys? I'm so, I just completely went on a different, I just went on a rant here, another little tangent. But okay, we were talking about principles, modes of action, and I was sharing with you guys, if you wanna get out of debt, you can't spend more than you make. The bank tried to convince me and my husband we could borrow $250,000. That would have completely crumbled us, we couldn't do it. So we had to find a house. Well, we could afford. We had to look for a place. I think it was like eighty thousand dollars. That's what we could afford. We could afford a house that cost eighty thousand bucks, right? Big difference. Big difference between 80, 000 and 250 Okay. So the point is, if you want to get out of debt, you got to live within your means. Same thing with if you want to lose weight, you cannot eat more than what you're burning, right? That's a principle. If you want to grow food, you have to put a seed in the ground. You have to water it, sun, weeding, all these types of things, right? And so. What the point I'm trying to make is there's established modes of action that you have to implement in your life to get certain results So these things I'm sharing with you guys are established modes of action ways of thinking If you want to get certain results in your life period. No, no other way around it y'all Your biggest problem is you haven't dealt with the things that are getting in your way to why you're not making progress in your life Okay straight up and let me tell you something as far as my audience goes You know, if I'm a truth lover, I don't mind facing my own reality within myself, all right? As far as why I haven't always believed the Lord, why I was afraid to ask the Lord for things. I've shared that with you guys. Me and my husband were talking about this today. You know, I was talking to him about why there was a season of time where I didn't want to ask God for certain things because I didn't want to be disappointed. And my husband goes, you know what's great about you, babe, is you're just, you're honest. You're like, yeah, Lord, I'm not gonna ask you because I, I don't wanna be disappointed. And it's true. How many of us are afraid to be so bluntly honest with the Lord when He goes, He desires truth in the inmost part? What does that even mean? What's the inmost part? That's your heart. That's where all life flows from, right? There are things in your heart that are getting in your way. That's the only barriers ever going to have is you and the way you think and the way you process things and how you interpret your reality. What's reality? Reality is the facts, right? That's true. Truth is reality, reality of what's going on in your life. Sometimes it's your perception, the lens that you're looking through, that you're seeing things a little off base. And so you're not able to move forward and make the progress you want to make. So if you want to do that, get rid of your barriers, identify them, establish. Right, be honest with yourself. Establish what do you want in your life, and then ask, what's getting in my way, Lord? You know that's the cool thing about Jesus, is he's yoked with you. He will help you. He says, Come to me, all who are wearing and burden, and I will give you rest. Right, learn from me. I'm gentle and humble in heart. He's gonna, he's gonna teach you how to unlearn those things that are weighing you down, so you can, you can live out the plans that He has for you. But you gotta be willing to go there. You gotta be willing to face yourself. You gotta be willing to face yourself with the grace of God, with the love of God, the truth. You gotta be willing to rely on his unfailing love for you. If you're not doing that, I can guarantee you're not gonna make it through this process. I don't know if you guys have ever read any of uh, Dr. Henry Cloud's books, but he talks about how the level of truth that a relationship can handle is equal to the amount of perceived love. Isn't that amazing? So if your love and in in your relationship with the Lord is not established, you're, you're going to have a real hard time receiving truth. Jesus says the truth will set you free. How do you get free? Establishing the reality in your life. That's stealing, killing, and destroying you. Asking the Lord to give you another perspective. That is grace, baby. Grace is your ability to think upon your situation in a different way. Who does that though? We can't do that apart from the Lord, right? If you could literally think differently on your own and get better results, you'd be doing it, but you can't. Why do you think Why do you think people who are not even in the world read books and read different perspectives, watch YouTube videos, go to get some therapy, look at different thoughts? Because they realize if I could pull myself out of this hole, I would already done did it already and I'm not doing what I wanna do, right? The cool thing about us though, if you have the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit is in you and he will help you understand in the context of your life because he's, he sees everything, he knows everything. So he'll give you that real deep, meaty understanding as to certain things that you struggle with in your life, give you understanding about how it was you know, growing up as a kid, different things that you learned, habits you learned, behaviors as a result of the experiences that you've had. He will give you the goldmine of wisdom and understanding that you're seeking because it's all within yourself. Anyway, you guys, there's so much I could talk about. Oh my gosh. Anyway, let's talk about this. Let me share with you guys. Let me break down your words become flesh. Okay. And I'm going to share with you some established modes of action or ways of think, established ways of thinking that you need in your life. If you want to move forward and make progress, if you want to be healed and restored and, and live out everything in your heart that you want to do, that's good. You know? All right. So let's talk about it. Your words become flesh, baby. So number one, you need to understand that you are God's kid and everything he has is yours. Now I'm sharing with you from my experience. Okay. You know, and how the Lord had spoke to me back in January, 2020, Ashley, you want to go on an adventure? I was living off a literal word as far as, and what I believe the Lord was asking me to do. Hey Lord, I believe you want me to move and and you're calling me out, you know, to basically step out I have opportunities for me, share the grace of God, connect with different people, right? I'm seeing my life from a different lens at this point, but it all started with a word. All right. And when I say your words become flesh, the things that God speaks to you will literally manifest themselves outside of you. Dude, I'm a a living testimony of it. It's incredible what's happened this last year. You know, the Lord was speaking to me about moving and stirring up my heart and, you know, this whole process I've I've shared with you guys. you know about my journey and stuff i don't know if you guys have checked out the youtube channel i share a bunch on there too but anyway these are the different mindsets that the lord was using as he was cultivating these desires and goals and visions in my life that were just started with the word and what i believe the lord was doing it was the process that i had to go to hold on to that and continue to you know believe the lord in what i've and what he was doing in my heart you know regardless of what was going on outside of me especially during 2020 right everyone's favorite year Anyway, so number one. So if you want your words to become flesh, right? You want the word that God has spoken in you or even the word that's on the page that you're reading the Bible. And you're like, oh, man, Lord, I wish I believed that. He's like, I want you to. I'm in you. I want you to understand that and live by that. These are the certain things that you got to get established within yourself. So you are God's kid and everything he has is yours. So let's go to Luke 15, 31. You guys, I got some scriptures I'm going to share with you today. Bear with me. If I take a moment to look them up. Um, I did not mark every page in my Bible as far as where they were. I I can usually look it up pretty quick though, you know, and I'll just sit here and chat with you guys and, and talk to you for a minute until I find it. All right, here we go. So you guys read Luke 15 sometime, you know, in your own time with the Lord and try to see yourself through that story. All right. We've talked about coming to your senses, right? Y'all know what that means? (laughs) Coming to your senses, seeing your father for who he really is. All right. So then you got the other guy on the other side of the equation, right? His brother or something. And his brother was all super bitter. He's like, father, I've, you know, I've been with you the whole time. The older son, it says he was in the field. He came near the house. He heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked him what was going on. Your brother has come. He replied, and your father has killed the fattened calf because he, he has him back safe and sound. The older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him, but he answered father, look, All these years have been slaving for you and never disobeyed you, your orders. Yet you never gave me, even a young goat, so I could celebrate with my friends. But when the son of yours, who has squandered your property with prostitutes, comes home, you kill the fat cat for him. My son, the father said, you were always with me and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and now he is found isn't that amazing you know what I I saw myself in both characters here you know I, I've been I've been the one who needed to come to my senses and I've also been the one when I was in the church and the environment I was in where I was like Lord I've been slaving for you and I, I've never disobeyed you in my mind right I've been following you Lord but I'm so burdened remember I told you guys I was a I was a slave Christian that's that that's that older brother right he's a slave. He doesn't understand what he already has with the father he was like hey everything you're always with me everything i have is yours jesus said you are always with me i'm always with you everything i have is yours why did jesus tell this parable did He not tell him to show parallels as far as his relationship with us that we could see it in the physical so we can understand what he's talking about he god gives us practical examples he's a very practical god right he wants you to understand his heart towards you Everything he has is yours. Have you accepted that? Do you even believe that? If you don't believe it, you know what? I want you to be honest with the Lord today and tell him, you know, Lord, I don't believe that. I don't believe that everything I have is yours. Why, Lord? I want to believe what you say. Help me overcome my unbelief. I want you to be bold enough today and courageous enough and have enough courage, brave, boldness to approach the Lord with your whole self in that way. You need to know that everything that the Lord has is yours, right? So when He puts a vision in you that's greater than your own resources, your own understanding, you're rooted in the fact that it doesn't matter what I have. It matters what He has. He has everything. Boom, baby, right? No worries. Everything is supplied amply for you because He's the one who's responsible for giving you everything that you need to carry out the things that He has for you, period. Okay? So you need to understand that. If you don't, I challenge you today to sit down and ask the lord uh and ask the lord <laughs> y'all y'all ever watch nacho libre i reference that movie all the time all right so luke 15 read that today ask the lord lord do i do i believe you if you know you don't just be honest and say lord i don't believe you how is everything mine help me to cultivate that mindset all right number two god plants your desires let's go to psalm 34 7 excuse me psalm 37 4. <laughs> All right, let me jump over there really quick, you guys. And I encourage you to write these scriptures down, so you can go spend some time with the Lord today. You know, and you can ask Him. Well, I don't have time to spend with the Lord. What do you mean you don't have time to spend with somebody that you love? No wonder you feel so empty. You're not, you're not connected, right? You're not getting that emotional connection, that intimacy that you need to be sustained. What, what are you, what are you doing that's so important that you can't even take a moment to spend time with the one that you believe is going to save your soul? Right and take you into heaven. He if he owns everything, everywhere anyway, and everything is yours, you're on his time. Take some time. Get up early. Discipline yourself. Right. Even even if you're not a super morning person, maybe that's not doable. There are time in your day. Maybe get off your phone and go. You know, sit on the couch at night. Maybe not. Don't watch TV. Get off Instagram. Get off YouTube. Right. Put your phone down and and go spend time with the Lord. All right. So th- Psalm thirty-seven, four. It says, take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Take delight in the, in the Lord, right? He'll give you the desires of your heart. That is amazing to me. Whatever, if you delight yourself in the Lord, right? Living in awe of him, living in his unfailing love, he, there's going to be this healing that happens, all right? And then with that healing is going to come new desires. And if he healed you, then he's going to put the new desires in you. So God will give you new desires, and they're going to be good desires. And, you know, and that's the thing. You never have to worry, oh, man, it's my desires or his desires. Are you delighting yourself in him? Are you, are you in love with the Lord? Ask yourself the question. You know what I'm saying? If you are, then you can guarantee that the desires you have on your heart to move forward, make progress, prosper, You know, write that book, do that podcast, start that business, influence the world, start that channel, whatever, right? You know, maybe get involved in real estate or whatever. I don't know what your vision is. You know, maybe, you know, restoring humanity in some type of way, right? And and whatever that would look like. You know, I think it'd be really amazing. You know, what we got over here in the United States is, is pretty fantastic. And think about all the other countries out there who, you know, are enslaved by their own government, right? This tyrannical system of oppression, you know, to empower people and to realize that all over the world, y'all are made in the image of God and you can actually literally overcome, right? You have all the resources within you, encouraging encouraging people to live from the inside out. You know what I mean? So anyway, that's a whole nother thing. You know, I would love to see that all over the world. People walking in their God-given authority and and no longer letting uh, tyrannical evil, governments and and principles and you know basically the enemy is running the show you know we're allowing the enemy We've, we've subjected ourselves to the enemy because we don't know who we are but that's another podcast okay here's another one for you so you need to realize everything that he has is yours you need to be confident that whatever desires you have in your heart are the desires he's planted if in fact you've delighted yourself in him as well as ask for whatever you want all right, because it's God's way of reciprocating towards you. Remember, I shared that with you guys. Let's go to uh, John, excuse me, John 15 really quick. All right, and let's talk about that. You know, when the Lord is uh, talking to his disciples, he goes, now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I've kept my father's commands and remain in his love. I told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Okay, and let's hold on, you guys where's it where's that where is it okay boom back up to verse 7 john 15 7 he goes if you remain in me and my words remain in you ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you do you believe that who said it you or him if he said it it will come to pass and we'll and we'll get into that you guys i got some good scripture backing that up okay if you remain in me and my words remain in you ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you and I shared with you guys another revelation I had, you know, just search through the podcast, ask whatever you wish or ask you something like that. I can't remember when it released you guys, but I was struggling to ask God for something I really wanted because I didn't want to be disappointed. You know, I just talked about this, but this was something that happened about a year ago and it was all kind of in regards to where I'm at now. You know, this house that I'm actually literally living in. I was afraid to ask the Lord for it because I did not want to be disappointed. And anyway, through that process, he showed me why we can ask him for anything because it's the way he reciprocates to us, right? This is a relationship, man. This is a marriage covenant. If you keep his words, right? You know, do you trust somebody that keeps your words? And then if they do keep your words, you wanna be with them. You know, the Jesus already said, I will show myself to them. Me and the Father will make our home in him. The Lord talks about that too. You know, this, this level of intimacy that the Lord wants to have with us, with us is amazing. It's unreal. It's unheard of in this world, you know? I think people want to have that type of intimacy too because in fact they are made in the image of god every single human being on this planet but our love has been wounded and and there's a lot of like again get healed right there's a lot of barriers look at your barriers right we just talked about this that get in the way but the lord wants intimacy he wants you to know him and he wants to know you he wants to show himself to you But in order for him to do that, you have to be able, trustworthy enough to keep his words, to believe his words, just like you, you should not show yourself to somebody who doesn't keep your words. And maybe that's part of your problem. Maybe you were trying to establish intimacy, showing yourself to somebody that wasn't going to keep your words. What do you expect is going to happen? Right? It's like, you know being in a room with somebody, talking to them and being very vulnerable. It's almost like someone taking off their clothes. Like, Hey, we're going to do this thing. Right. Especially if you're married (laughs) and your spouse is looking at you like, eh, that's awkward. Right. Think about how people do that in relationships with each other. They sit there and they strip themselves. The other person ain't going there. Right. Now you feel rejected and betrayed, but it had nothing to do with that. You, ha- you lacked discernment in terms of, am I able, you know, does this person keep my words? If they don't keep my words, why would I show myself to them? Jesus will not show himself to you if you do not keep his words. It's a marriage covenant. All right. Very important, you guys. All right. Let's keep moving on here. Jesus is spirit and life, his words. So let's go to John 1 and John 6. So your words become in flesh, right? We just talked about that these are a couple scriptures that i want to share with you guys that you know show the truth of what i'm saying to you literally so let me go over here to john one right y'all read that before if not do it read the whole book of john man spend some time with the lord get to know him um so it says through him all things were made semicolon without him nothing was made that has been made nothing <laughs> In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. And then it goes on, and it said... Oh, hold up. Let's go back to the beginning. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. All right. And then... Hold on, you guys. Trying to find the... Oh, verse 14. And then it said, the Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us so the word right jesus christ is the word the word of god the living word of god who god is in the flesh so your words become flesh just like when god spoke things were created right let there be light let there be this let there be that same thing happens when you speak Right? We, you, we, we, I did another podcast that released today, a few weeks ago. You guys, this is a this podcast is about three weeks in advance. But uh, it's you are a product of what you accept. What words have you accepted? Your words dictate the world that you create. And the words that you say, you know, are what you've accepted, which is based upon what you believe, which is based upon the meanings you've attached to about the different things that happened to you and how you interpret things. Right? That's that's just the way it is. It's real deep stuff. But Jesus is spirit and life, his words, okay, sorry you guys, Jesus is spirit and life, right? And it all starts with the word. So let's go over here to John six and Jesus is talking about this. You guys, let me flip over there really quick. All right. So Jesus feeds the 5,000. All right. He goes, I'm the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. I love that. Come and believe baby. That is your, that is your bread and your water. (laughs) I love it. Okay. And then hold on, you guys. I'm looking for that scripture. I just shared with you when he was talking about, um, his words are spirit. Ah, here we go. Uh, John six, 63, the spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The words I've spoken to you, they're full of the spirit and life. Yet there are some of you who do not believe so god's words that he speaks are their life okay and it all began it all began with the word becomes of the revelation of who he is and you guys i might have to uh stop recording here it says i've only got a few minutes a few seconds left i probably need about 10 more minutes of your guys's time and i'll be done here this is kind of a long podcast i'm sorry about that but you know if you got time to listen to it cool if not go ahead and pause it right now and listen to it later you know so your words become flesh all right Uh, You know, what, you guys, I'm going to go ahead and stop it now. So I don't get cut off. I've only got 30 seconds left. You guys go ahead and join me on the second segment and I will be right back. Join me if you can. All right, you guys, I am back. Let's jump back into this thing. So your words become flesh because Jesus's words are spirit and life. We talked about spirit, right? What is the spirit? From my understanding, and if I'm wrong, you guys go ahead and send me a message on Yanker anchor or something. Email me dailyencouragementwithashley at gmail.com. <laughs> but spirit, your spirit is your thoughts, your emotions, and your will, right? God's going to give you thoughts that are going to give you life, but these thoughts are all constructed of words, all right? Words that are put, that put together, that form a thought. So it's very, very important that you pay attention to the words that are rolling around inside of your head. All right. Um, and the words that give you life are the words of life through Jesus Christ. All right. So the word became flesh. Jesus Christ was the word. He became flesh through by being born right through Mary. Was, he was a baby. He grew up just like you. Flesh. You got flesh. All right. He became flesh. He was a word. You're going to have Jesus. Right. Remember when the, even when the angels came to Mary and told her, that all started with a word and she believed it and she accepted it. And it literally came into being, right? She delivered the promise that was given to her through a word, Jesus Christ himself. So your words are going to become flesh as well. The things that God speaks to you, you're going to see it manifested outside of you. And here's the cool thing. You can wait patiently for this to happen because You know whose you are you know right we just talked about this that everything god has is yours that he's going to give you desires because you're committed to him that you can ask him for whatever you want because it's reciprocation in the relationship and that the words that he's spoken to you are going to become flesh his words will come to pass now check this out let's go to numbers 23 really quick you guys Let's write that you should write these write these things down y'all write them down study them it's going to change your life okay Let's go over here to numbers 23. Hold on, y'all. I'm almost there. Can you hear my pages in the background? Okay. Check this out. Numbers 2319. It says, God is not human that he should lie. Not a human being that he should change his mind. I love it. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? Does he? Go back to Numbers 23, read, verses, read verse 19, and you ask, answer those questions honestly, right? Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? Have you had experiences in your relationship with the Lord where you feel like he spoke to you and he didn't act? Be honest about it. You can repent of those things. You can face them. You can ask the Lord to give you some understanding and and revelation and wisdom. Be like, Lord, I want to see you for who you really are. Not who I think you are, but for who you say you are. My perception of you is not honest. It's not true. Because if it was, I'd be coming to the same conclusions that your word comes to, right? You would already be thinking in line with the things that God's already stated. But guess what? You don't always do that. And that is why you need Jesus Christ in your life. And we're gonna get into that, okay? We're gonna get into that a little bit more. Oh, it's right here. Here we go, we're gonna get into it right now. (laughs) Eat his flesh and drink his blood daily. Now what the heck does it mean to eat Jesus' flesh and drink his blood? I love this, you guys. Oh man, when I was uh, doing my um, devotional that I'm really hoping, I don't even know if I should call it a devotional. Maybe, maybe not. I had to do some modifications on it because there's a lot of questions in this thing. And my grandma was proofreading it for me and she was like, "Actually, there's way too many questions. This is so overwhelming. <laughs> so I did something a little bit different. I, I, I want to make it to where you guys can read it day by day. But you know, here's the thing. You could do it, when I, you could do it as long as you want on however many days you need to do one day. I'd be fine with that. Though I, mod- like I said, though I modified it anyway. Sorry, squirrel. So as I was doing this devotional, I was reading John six and I came across this scripture, you know, and I basically understood for the first time to eat his flesh and drink his blood means number one, his blood, what was the purpose of it for your forgiveness, right? Eating his flesh, his flesh is his word, right? So you have to be able to receive the forgiveness, right? Because when he, he was pierced, blood the blood flowed right for the forgiveness. So you have to be able to accept that you needed that forgiveness. And then once you accept that forgiveness, it gives you the ability to eat his words and accept his words because you're no longer underneath the blame, shame, condemnation and those sort of emotional barriers that would keep you from God, right? The hiding, the fear, you know, those emotions like it did Adam. He was afraid, so he hid from God. Those those emotions that god gave you as signals no longer have to dictate your life you can you can subject your emotions to you know the love and the grace of god right to his flesh and his blood you can subject your emotions that you're you know the things excuse me whatever you're struggling with and usually it's an emotional thing right you can subject them to god's flesh and blood and emotions aren't bad you guys i should do another podcast on that sometime but anyway so, his flesh and his blood, right? Eat his flesh and drink his blood. Drink his forgiveness every day that he has for you. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. Accept it. And then feed off his revelation that he's given to you, right? You know, come and believe. That's what he talks about. He says, Very truly I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life and I will raise them up at the last day. For my flesh is real food and my blood is real drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I in them. Just as the living father sent me and I live because of the father, so the one who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Your ancestors ate manna and died, but whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. Right? The bread, the revelation that the Lord has given to you. If you don't have revelation in relationship with the Lord, what the heck is going on? Do you know him? Does he know you? Oh my gosh. Do not be the one where he goes depart from me. I never knew you again. What's eternal life knowing him, whoever eats my flesh and drinks. My blood has eternal life knows him. You can't eat his flesh and drink his blood. If you don't know him, that's very, there's intimacy in the relationship with the Lord. You got to know what you need, Lord. I need your forgiveness. I need your revelation. I need you to feed me lower every day. And he will. That's what he does. You know, he feeds you daily, just like he did with the disciples, right? And breaking bread. He'll he'll do it. If he did it for you once, he'll do it for you again. You know? And, uh, you know, I'm sure we could talk about that sometime. I was listening to, uh, what is it, Prophetic Drive Time, Eli Lasky. I don't know if you guys have checked out his YouTube channel. But you should totally do it, man. This guy's perspective will change your life. Man, the Lord has used him in some powerful ways in my life. And I'm so grateful for the things that he shares with us. And uh, he shared some things, you know, about the Lord's willingness to always provide for us, right? And uh, you know, maybe I can uh, kind of break that down for you guys one day as far as what he shared. And and uh, it was like I said, it was very encouraging. Anyway, so you need to accept His blood, you need to eat His flesh, right? You need to drink it up, baby, consume. All right. So, and you know, this is kind of—it's not really off-topic. Again, uh, I'm sharing with you guys some some uh, mindsets that need to be established in you, right? If you want to see your words, you know, your words become flesh. These are things that you need to understand. But um, just really quick, this is a a different thing, but it's important. If you trusted Him for your salvation, why do you struggle to trust Him in every area of life? Isn't that funny how a lot of people trust that the Lord's going to take them home? But... They struggle on a daily basis to believe that He's going to provide for them and take care of them and be there for them and all these other things. I'm telling you, those are your barriers. You need to start dealing with those. You know, there's no coward in the kingdom of heaven. It takes courage to face yourself and deal with the things that are separating you from God. But Jesus Christ came that He would unite you back to the Father, right? That's His whole plan, okay? Okay. Why do you struggle to trust Him in every area? Maybe you don't know what the definition of salvation is. I'll share with you guys really, really quick. What does salvation mean? Any means of deliverance from danger, evil, or ruin. Where in your life do you need deliverance from danger, evil, or ruin? I don't know about you guys, but I need it every day. But that's vulnerable, right? It's very vulnerable to rely on the Lord to deliver you from danger, evil, or ruin on a daily basis in light of the injuries that you've had in your life. He's come to heal you and restore you, make you a new creation. You no longer live by those old thought patterns, experiences, perceptions that steal, kill and destroy. Because I'll tell you what, if the way you're thinking isn't drawing you closer to the Lord, it's an indicator of needing healing in your life. He goes, come to me. Right? Go towards him. Anyway, so the last thing, are you eating from the table God has prepared for you? What does that mean, y'all? Your table is the revelation that God has given you while you've been in relationship with him. Right? If you've been with the Lord, there are things that he has talked to you about or spoken to you. Or, you know, how do you know God's talking to you? We've talked about that on the podcast. Go back and check them out. How do you know the Lord's speaking? There's podcasts podcast on. I don't want to get into it right now. But the Lord will speak to you. You just have to be courageous enough to implement those things. God comes to you with new thoughts. He wants what He says to you to come to pass in your life. He wants His words to become flesh for you in your life, making promises. And here's the other thing too. Again, I've shared this before. God will always speak to you in the context of your life. All right. He will never leave you or forsake you. He He will talk to you about certain things that are going on in your life that pertain to you, just like you did with Abraham, right? You're going to have a son, just like with Moses. God is very specific on the plans he has for you in your life. It's very real deal, baby. So anyway, you guys, it says the podcast froze. I'm not sure what's going on, so I better get off here. If it didn't, great. If not, but uh, I hope you guys have an awesome rest of the day. Thank you guys for being here. I know this was a long episode, but I hope it encouraged you in some type of way. I just wanted to share with you These, you know, mindsets that you've got to develop in your life if you want to see your words come to pass. His words come to pass, right? Because His word is your word when you think about it. If y'all are living underneath the same covenant and the same words, His word becomes your word. And He wants to see that manifest in your life. That is the whole point of why He came and died. So we would fully experience everything that God intended. All the way back to being in the garden, right? So living in... That place of abundance with God. He's our provider. He's going to teach us. He's going to do everything. You know what I'm saying? He's going to be our father. He's going to supply us with what we need. He's going to instruct us. He's going to teach us how to rule and subdue. And we can do it because God's the one who's all the resources for it anyway. So it's a beautiful thing. Anyway, you guys have an awesome rest of the day. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you could please uh, leave me a review. If you got iTunes or Google Podcasts or Podchaser, I think it's called anywhere you can leave a review. If you can leave one, that would be most amazing. That's, what's going to grow this thing. And I really believe this podcast can change can change lives. So if it's changing your life or adding any type of value, please share it with other people. You guys, I'd really, really appreciate it. Like I said, I want to see people have a life all over the world. And so, um, you know, you guys, please leave them a review. It does help the podcast. Anyway, y'all have an awesome rest of the day and I will see you all next week.